Hello and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for Dune. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me is my co-host and uh, good friend, Steve. Hey, hi, Will. How are you? Hey, bud. I'm great. How are you? I'm pretty good. I've been worse. <laughs> and I've been better. Uh, you know who's having a rough time right now? Paul. Paul is having a rough time. Jessica. All kinds, all kinds of spicy sand and... And big old sandworms. Hey, we got a lot of sandworms in this episode. Are you stoked about that? We got a worm-filled episode. Chalk to the brim full of worms. We got worms coming out of cans. We got worms (laughs) coming out of our ears. I got worms in my sock. They're coming out of everywhere. All right. Uh, Do you have a episode title there for me, big big old Stevie McBeam? Don't don't say that to me. Today's (laughs) chapter... Chapter 27, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sand. All right, I got ourselves the chapter introduction right here. At the age of 15, he had already learned silence from A Child's History of Muad'Dib by the Princess Zirulan. They're really cheaping out on us on these things. Yeah. <laughs> The, like, is there a part week. of this book where it just gets to like nothing? Like some of the like I don't know. No, that is has got some explaining to do. No, it does get to a point where the the chapter introduction is just the word nothing, and then from Manual Moody by the Princess Irulan. <laughs> yeah, Ra- something like that. Eyebrows raised. Yeah, from expressions of Muadi. <laughs> uh, I would read that book. Uh, these books must be like fucking brutal to read. You know what I mean? Like if you're Absolutely. if you're in that, in your, it's like if I just universe. wrote my own and it just said nonsense and it was like, you know, uh, you know, in the morning I feel pretty rough, so a couple crack a couple eggs, a couple coffees in, <laughs> and uh, you know maybe some bacon. If uh, you know, is like she a little like, cheese? Is she setting up interviews for these conversations? Like she's like, hey, I got some breakfast like- recipes of Steve. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Do you think she's setting up interviews with like Muad'Dib, like in the far future, and like, hey, uh, can I take you for two hours so I can like just hear you talk for a little bit? Put yes. this all down in a book. Yes, I do. I think that. Wow. Well, I mean, I guess she marries him probably, so she probably has inside scoop. Mm. But regardless, let's get into the sand. Yes, that is this chapter. Sorry, I zoned so we got out Paul and Jessica <laughs> on the uh, loose. Yeah, Paul and Jessica are on the loose. They're fleeing from the uh, the the sandstorm, or like actually, this they. This is the first time to... we've seen them, isn't it? Since the uh, since the whole attack, the whole yeah. Kerfuffle. How many chap- How many chapters has that been? Two, two or three? Like three, three or four. Yeah, I don't know. somewhere right there. Two, and they were four. in hot pursuit. They were in hot pursuit uh, from uh, Harkonnens and Sardaukar, getting away from that ecological station that Kynes uh, left them at, uh, where Idaho is presumably is presumably dead at. Um, even though we get more of this uh, as a confirmation in this chapter, uh, to he's not dead. Idaho, to Idaho's fate, he I think he's dead. I, cool. I, hate to tell you, I don't. I, you wrote the book, <laughs> so I don't know. You should probably rethink your opinion. Because it okay. sounds like you're lying to yourself. I, and I, I might be lying to you. I am certain that he's alive. 
Jason Momoa will rise. Miami man. <laughs> Miami man. Oh, now that I know that that's that's true that he's 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 got a, a role where he's got Miami rant tattooed across his chest. I got to see this movie. <laughs> The Bad Batch. It wasn't. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't a bad movie. But we're losing track. We're lo- we're losing sight of the real goal here. So, uh, Jessica and Paul they make it out of the sandstorm. I think they find a way to get to the very top of the sandstorm so they can get away from the uh, from the harsh winds and everything. They realize while they're up there that the ship is torn to shit. There's no yep. bringing this bad boy back. No chance. So, so Paul is like, we got to set it down. But this is actually kind of cool. So when they set it down, they have to fucking move quickly because any sort of like big vibration like that is going to attract a worm no matter what. And oh, yeah. when they do worm vibrations, I, I love this scene where they uh, really get like they set down the, the thopter and it's a race against a race against race against time to grab all their shit, grab the pack, grab whatever, like, I don't know, books are hanging around. I don't know. And uh, and get out of there and head for the ne- nearest rock formation. And as soon as it happens, as soon as they get out onto the rock formation, oh, sure enough, a fucking worm shows up. Worm and, and gobbles that uh, gobbles that uh, uh, thopter up wholesale. And Paul's kind of stoked about this because he's like, "Hey, that just got rid of the evidence." Like, so yeah, when I they mean, go problems cruising solved. around, like worm cleanup, you know, bingo, bango. Bingo, bingo. <laughs> Taking care of business. So um, I do like so, and then I like they. I like all these, all these, the worm tactics. Once they realize, especially after that, and they're like, okay, so we have to keep moving. I think they're like, we have like four kilometers we have to cover, and that's still a lot in in sand country, you know. That is a lot. In, that's a whole lot in sand country, yeah. and uh, yeah, they start talking about the the different strategies, like uh, like walking further apart from each other. And yep. trying to create less vibrations. There's this whole thumper strategy. I still don't know what thumper even is. So thumper, I think what it, I think what it kind of implies here, and this is what I've always thought of it, is just kind of this uh, machine that create that purposely creates vibrations in sand to attract worms. So it's like a machine okay. that does it for you. Uh, it's worm bait, and it's yeah, it's it's worm bait. It's basically there for them to use in case of a situation like this one, which is great. Um, one thing I kind of want to talk about, though, is the size of the worm. And Paul makes a ner- pay- Paul notices that the worm that ate the thopter that they were on is probably the size of a spacing guild carry- carrier or something or a carryall, whatever that w- that ship was called. And if you know anything about the ships in Dune, those ships from the sh- the spacing guild are he- massive, like fucking massive they can hold like they can hold the entire population of or the entire atreides family all their belongings all their crew all their tools everything and still have space to have say the harkonnens on that's very same spacing uh uh, very same ship and they never will know that they were there it's way too fucking big it's basically like a mini city flying into the sky fuck so the worm is that big the worm is that big worm city so that's why i i i want to talk i wanted to talk about that because i watched the dune trailer again 
like I how I start every morning. Do you think that worm is this worm? No, I don't think that worm is this worm because the worm that I saw in the end of that chat in the end of that trailer looks way too small to be uh to be the worm that we see in this book. That being said, we don't know what Frank Herbert means by size in this. Like is he talking about length? Is he talking about girth? Mm. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So it could be like, oh wow, that is as long as a carry-all or one of those ships. But it's not nearly as like tall. But I really yeah. fucking hope could narrow out at the end. Yeah. I really, really, really hope that they do do it like that big. Just make it huge. Like yeah, the I hope most they just keep making giving us bigger worms. But you'd think that there might be at a certain point, especially with on screen, you can only make it so big. Oh, I don't being... know, man. I I mean they pulled off every single basically every single Marvel superhero on one screen. I th- did. I th- I think they can fucking pull off a giant ass worm. Hey, I'm here for it. I want big worms too. All I want is big worms. Uh, but you're right. The strategies with uh, dealing with the worm is probably the best part of this chapter. So like you said, they're, they've got that thumper. But the thing that's actually really cool, and they talk about this a lot. In fact, I think it was Fatboy Slim made a reference to it in Weapon of Choice. You walk without rhythm, and you won't attract the worm. That fucking song's about Dune? <laughs> i love that song i didn't know that yeah that's yeah, what that line's about that's what that line's about i think the rest of it is just like other was... nonsense but if you walk without rhythm you won't attract the worm and later on in this chapter when they have uh, a little Holy catastrophe on their hand, we'll get into that little catastrophe a little bit but paul does this like step step slide step step jump step slide shuffle <laughs> yeah, he's got crisscross <laughs> choreographed routine this is a crisscross <laughs> crisscrossing through the desert yeah jessica's like what the fuck is he doing he's like trying not to get track the worm he's doing the uh i'm gonna get away with this bit but like he's doing the the christopher walken like hands like walking down the <laughs> oh yeah the prowl Listen, I've been playing drums of that song. It's a great song to play the drums. It's too. a great song to play drums. Hey, a lot of those like hip hop kind of dancey tunes, That's not amazing to play. It's kind of a hip hop song. I thought it was a hip hop song. It's not a hip hop song. <laughs> okay, I think Will? it's kind of a hip hop. I'll take you know what. It's absolutely not. Let us no, know no. your opinion on Twitter at chapter at chap by chap. Tell Will that he's fucking wrong because no, obviously it's, a, it's not a hip hop song. song. What are you talking about? There's no rap in it at all. Wait, you walk without rhythm. Also, rap and hip hop, two different things. Walk without you rhythm. Want to track the worm? That doesn't rhyme. Doesn't matter. You think Kanye West is rhyming? You're never gonna learn. They do rhyme with it, actually. <laughs> I do. All right. Well, fuck. That blew my mind. It makes me like that song that much more. It really does, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I think okay. I tried to make a joke at the beginning of this uh, series uh, to you, and I don't think you got it. And now that we've gotten to this part, I, now you got that joke. Uh, anyways, that's like that's the show, everybody. Just wanted Ew. to bring the reference to Fat Boy Slim. No, um, that's it. So yeah, 
so yeah, that was the uh, I love I love all this Dune's Dune uh, worm strategy stuff. Uh, but there's a lot about this chapter that just screams like classic adventure to me. You know, like uh, they're <laughs> scaling because it's sand on the run, sand <laughs> on the run. run. Oh, and it's just so a, it's your heroes in the desert running from worms, mm-hmm. trying to stay alive. I mean, yeah. it's great. And they and the best part about this uh, chapter is this: they do they they go through this little calamity with themselves. So they're trying to climb down the rock face. I think during this part as well, <laughs> like uh, Paul's like looking around and he realizes that he's had this vision before. He's seen he's seen everything before at this point. But in the vision that he had, uh, Idaho was with him. And I kind of I wanted to draw I want to draw attention to that fact because I think the way that they're gonna pull it off in the movie is that they're gonna have a like a vision early on in the movie of Paul being in this situation, but Idaho's there, and then we get to this point mm. in the movie and Idaho's not there, and it just kind of like raises the stakes of like even though he can tell the future, he can't really tell it's the not, future really, not accurately, not accurately. There's there's things that work. The things that come you can true. Tell all futures, but I can't tell all futures. There's there are things that change, and I think that'll be a great way to show that in the movie in a, well, in a more of a visual format. Especially with even this chapter in general. At first, I was kind of like, "Why didn't Paul just see all this coming?" Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't know. You know, like he probably yeah. has had another vision. Uh, he probably saw a different vision where they got yeah, there. He, okay, he probably had another vision where, um, like. He he might have suspected Yui, you know, but then he was like, "Oh, it's just a dream," and he had to like brush it off or something. And the fact that mm-hmm. he's fifteen, nobody's gonna listen to him, and he knows that nobody's gonna listen to him. Nobody's he's just gonna like, listen. Right. even though he's a Keyzak Hatterack. McKees, I'm just the Keyzak Hatterack, and life is a nightmare. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're in sand, right? They're in the desert, and. Frank Herbert really, he really lets us, he really reminds us that they're in sand. And uh, there's a point where he describes like 10 different types of sand. He describes sand as sand. Yeah. Well, there's (laughs) one part where he's describing it all as like dust, gravel, pea, pea sand, I think is one of them. Yeah, there was definitely pea sand. Um, and they're all just sand. Everything he's saying is just sand. It's just a different variation of sand. But there's yeah. like ten of them. Yeah, I think uh, you know it's like I think I think these are like real things though. They sound like real things, like pea sand. So pea I think sand it, sounds like a real thing. I think he's what he's talking about is like the size of the uh, of of the sand. So it's like oh, he's got these granules. Then he's got the dust. Then he's got pea sand so like it's the size of a pea it's bigger know? sand just bigger sand i think he knows what he's talking about look frank herbert was big on sand he went to oregon and he studied sand he made kinds i'm not saying he doesn't know what he's talking about i'm just pointing is, out look, all the sand if you're described gonna, as sand if you're gonna write a book about sand you better know your sand Otherwise, sand you gotta people be a are going to be sandologists. You got to be sandologists. Otherwise, sand people are going to call you out when they read the book. They're going to be like, that's not I'll real call sand. Call them sand people. 
They're native Tatooiners. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's all this sand stuff. And uh, in fact, like, big uh, calamity of this chapter is when Jessica gets stuck in the sand. Like, so they're climbing down. They're going down the slip phase. Stuck in the sand. 20,000 leagues under the sand. And Jessica gets stuck underneath there, and uh, Paul has to think quickly, pull her out. Uh, I think something's mentioned, like she she's able to like hibernate herself. It's like this Bindu sus- suspension Bin- yeah. thing. Yeah, Bindu suspension. I did something. I did something similar like that once. It sounded similar. <laughs> wasn't uh, wasn't it near was as regrettable. Nice. <laughs> so it's a different Bindu? type of suspension. Moving on. All right. Uh, so Prana and Bindu are two terms that we see in this chapter. Bindu right here where uh, uh, Jessica is able to put herself into this like coma type thing. And Prana is mentioned at the end of the chapter. And I think it refers to how Paul is able to control himself. Um, and I went to the, to, to the glossary to figure out what the hell they were. So Bindu is just a fancy way of controlling your nervous system. And prana yeah. is just a fancy way of controlling your fit, uh, muscular, uh, your muscular si- uh, system. So like how you move and all those sort of things. So it's probably how. So it's uh, like a deep meditative type thing. It's a deep meditative type thing, but you get full control over your body. Uh, I think it's mentioned in a far earlier chapter. If it's not been mentioned, maybe it's just like some lore that I know that the Benny Jesuit are able to control their metabolism simply by going into this prana bindu state and just kind of like working away the calories or just like sustaining the calories. So they've not only do they have a, uh, uh, a still suit out there, they know how to like manage their bodily output to keep them at a, at a certain caloric intake every single day. Bodily so, output. As I said, poop. That. That's what he's poop. talking about. And that's another thing that's cool about... a few episodes where we've talked about poop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> poop and sand. Welcome to the Poop and Sand podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it should be called. The Poop and Sand podcast. <laughs> so um, it's kind of cool, too, because the f- the still suit is mentioned earlier in the, in the chapter. And uh, Paul says to Jessica, like, take a full drink of your... Like, don't keep water piss. stored. Yeah, <laughs> Get all the water out of it. You got a full mouth. Don't. Oh, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I don't know what's in me. I don't know what's going on. It's so gross. So, uh, Paul says to Jessica, "Take a full swig of your still suit. Make sure you're not carrying any water in your still suit or in your in your in your catch pockets, because body is better stored inside your body, or water is better stored inside your body. The more yeah. you, the more you drink, you you don't get it uh, in." There expel the amount of money or money where did that come from uh the amount of water water is uh, money from ex- exercise and i think it's mentioned back in the the kinds chapter where they see the worm eat the the giant factory uh kind mentions that in the still suit you only lose a thimble of water a day but i think that's due to the fact that you have to constantly be drinking out of out of your water so yeah. couple that with their <sighs> prana bindu master body shit they these guys are pretty well set up for the desert but during this situation 
they lose their pack inside the sand. And that's that's yeah, a whole thing. They lose their pack 20,000 leagues under the sand, and it's gone. It's – or is it? And it's got all that stuff that we detailed a couple couple episodes ago. Yeah, the, uh, the um, still tent, the uh, – The snorks. The, the sand snork. Sand snork. That's yep. a big part of it. Um, the, wo- the woozle. They, uh, <laughs> Paul does say though that I think he has he has his pair compass still, and he's got yep. like a knife and a spoon or something. Yeah, yeah, and he this is genius because he's like he puts he puts some a little he puts a little mentat ability into into the, all mm-hmm. this, and he's like, you know what? If the sand, he's like he can smell sand. It's mentioned in the chapter he can smell sand, <laughs> which must be great. Or, no, 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 no spice. Sorry, <laughs> no spice. He can smell spice. Spice, spice, spice. Um, and You're he's smelling like, the view. You could smell sand. I mean, Dune good. is going to be a tough place. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can smell sand. Oh, it's it's awful. This place is terrible. Uh, where is I? Oh yeah, he realizes that spice is alkaline based, and his paracompass, the battery pack that's running the thing, is uh, acid based. So he's like, I can get the pack back if I combine those two elements. So he does his little walk without rhythm uh, over to the spice, grabs some spice, yeah. comes back, turns on breaks some fat boy slim. Front turns on from some fat boy. No, you wouldn't want to do that in the desert. That would attract too many worms. <laughs> that would definitely bring worms. <laughs> and uh, he cracks that baby open. He adds a little water in it, and baby, you got you got some foam going. Baby, you to, got foam. He's able to use the foam uh, to hold up the sand for a brief period of time while he's able to dig for the pack. It's like three meters down. That's a lot of digging. And he grabs it from – he's able to grab it with the help of Jessica. He pulls it out. Jessica gets st- stuck for like a hot second, but they make it out, and they finally make it to the bottom of the of this like giant dune thing, and they're able to set up for um, – uh, set up for camp and the chapter ends with this actually kind of beautiful scene like it's it's one of the w- more mm-hmm. uh serene moments in the book so far and it's just them kind of like setting up tent uh paul makes note that there is probably civilization nearby they see some uh some leftovers of camp like these i can't remember they like these holes in the rock where that you can set up a tent something like that uh, and they see off into Rock the holes. desert, uh, out into the caves. desert. They see caves, um, I think, is what you're trying to describe. Yeah, <laughs> holes in rocks where you can set up a tent. No, I thought it was like, no, no, no it's not you, quite a cave. It's like I'm hooks. Just, it's where you're saying where you put hooks in. Don't, don't, don't fuck with me here. I know what I'm you're about. Right. They're rock holes. They're rock <laughs> don't holes. Don't confuse me. They're rock, are rock holes. I know the rock holes. Okay. Why are you yelling? <laughs> Fired up. <laughs> sorry for raising my voice just now uh anyways uh they see they look out to the desert and there's a little bit of uh uh some greenery out there and they're like we got to be close to some minute, at least and uh as they're as they're looking out there they see a little like they see a worm just kind of like pump there's, in there's a little frog riding it he's going <laughs> Oh yes, uh, just uh, riding this worm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh man! And then the chapter lends out. The chapter, 
the, the chapter ends off with uh with paul comparing his hand to the worm like he's like looking at his hand and he's looking at the worm looking at his hand and looking at the worm it's kind of like for our canadian listeners uh on kids in the hall when they used to squish the head oh yeah <laughs> remember that one hey squishy hey squishy head it's all perspective, you know. You can put your hand over the worm because you're so far away, but that's a big old worm. Yeah, and he's like, you know what? I can take it on. It's not that big. Yeah, it's <laughs> as big as my hand. It's as big as my hand. End chapter. End chapter. Well, that brings us that brings us to a close today, folks. As always, that was, that I was a fun it. one, Steve. That was a good one. I just want to say fun? that was a good one. I had fun too, and I hope everyone had fun. But I, I, I'm just a little spiced up. See, sometimes I get a little too spiced up, and I drank two actually Bengal spiced teas. Ooh. Um, during this, or mm-hmm. before this, or both, and now it's over. But I'm still spiced up, and that's the reality of my life. And this happens <laughs> every day, and I gotta go deal with it now. You all yep. get to go continue on with your lives, but I have to live. I have to be me. <laughs> okay? What are you doing? I just want to say thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thanks, everyone. You know, we can't do this without you. And uh, come back tomorrow, please. Because <laughs> we need you. And tomorrow we got chapter 28 of Dune.